0: I have been uh, grooming Nick, not sexually, but he is helping me. That would be hard to do while he's attached to your breasts, which is the only reason they're letting you back, is to nurse him and reduce the crying, and now I'm done talking about your breasts. I'm not going to live in the same house as my child's kidnappers. Do you have an irony deficiency? Gilead's going to Gilead.
1: hello and welcome to another episode of resisting gilead today we are going to discuss season five episode eight titled motherland this episode was directed by natalia leet and with me today returning i've got john wambacher welcome back to resisting gilead john how's it going
2: going great thanks for having me on again
1: of course no thank you for making the time to come on and pot again. So it's been a few episodes. I think we talked about episode three um, earlier this season. How do you think the seasons progressed since then?
2: I mean, it's kind of gone in directions that I never expected. I mean, yeah, I I didn't know any spoilers for the season. I didn't look at any of the, previews or anything really too much and so like the whole Serena having the baby and that 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 episode I was like um, I couldn't believe what was going on and yeah so <laughs> um it's yeah sent it's a lot of twists and turns um and it's one thing that's kind of um surprising is how little we've spent in Gilead like we've got a lot of Canadian right yeah
1: yeah, I know. And I think I think some people tend to struggle with that um, coming out of the Gilead element. Um, I know some of the chatter I've seen online and one of the Facebook groups I'm in is there's a handful of people that think this season hasn't been very good. And And I'm like, because you want more time in Gilead with all the torturing (laughs) and murder? Like, you know, it's a question mark. And I think it's a valid question as to why don't you think this season is as good? Because June's not in constant, doesn't seem to be in constant danger (laughs) anymore. I don't know.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I know one of your questions was, you know, uh, how do we think this season is, ranks compared to the other and so that's all related I mm-hmm. I kind of had to sit back and I had to go to the Wikipedia to be honest to kind of look a little bit back at the seasons because I couldn't quite remember where some of the different things happened because uh, I haven't really done a full rewatch of it at least you know not not since like maybe the first or second season kind of mm-hmm. thing watching it again um, so and i it is kind of funny that we haven't had that much time in Gilead, but it's kind of a relief because it's made some of it, you know, not quite as um, uh, doom and gloomy, or at least it's not so oppressive, you know, like where every scene is like, you know, the gray with no color and um, uh, torture scene after torture scene kind of thing. Um, But then I was thinking about the different seasons and I remember, um some of those season finales early on particularly i remember like season two and season three when there was kind of like escapes happening right like mm-hmm. i just remember like yelling at the te- you know yelling at the television like go 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 you know um and you know that those were super stressful and exciting and and all of that um and uh it's, it's it's, I don't, it's going to be interesting to see how this season winds up. It kind of, um, I think this episode is definitely uh, showing you the direction I think that the season's going to end on, or like what the big event's going to be right for how the season's going to end. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that, what happens in it. And I've got some concerns and worries about where, what's, what might happen in the and the season finale. So that'll, okay. that'll be interesting
1: to see. We'll we'll definitely talk about those towards the end yeah. of, of our recording, for sure, because I'm all about kind of the theories and predictions um, as we draw closer to the end. But, you know, you brought something really interesting up, which is how most of the seasons seem to end with some someone getting out of Gilead and I think we saw Moira get out at the end of season one Emily at the end of season two Rita and all the kids at the end of season three well it didn't happen at the end we did see June get out in season four and right now it's like okay is anyone that 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 we care about will anyone be able to get out of gilead this season i think it'll be a first if if no one does for a season usually there's at least one successful escape
2: yeah i'm worried that who knows i don't want i just don't want to go the other way where um we have our of our main characters go uh back to gilead as as the opposite you know just trying to be counterintuitive to the season finale but i don't know anything could happen it seems like
1: well and and i think that's a good segue into june in this episode and commander lawrence's pie in the sky dream of new bethlehem and the offer he makes to her you know we've we've been hearing about new bethlehem for a couple of episodes i actually think that's one of the key reasons commander putnam got assassinated. They used uh, the rape of Esther as almost more of an excuse, uh, I think, to take him out because he was very anti-New Bethlehem. And you could tell Lawrence didn't like that. But you know, this idea is they're going to create an island (laughs) off the coast of Gilead that's going to be like a kinder, gentler version of Gilead where women can read and write and there are no handmaids and no hangings and it seems very utopian and one of lawrence's maybe experimental hotbeds for maybe how he can get gilead to a a better more humane less religiously extreme place but he really wants june to join because she would be a huge win for him and June seems to really be considering it. And I'm just curious to know kind of what your perception was of his pitch and her reaction to it and Nick's involvement, because it seems like there's a role for him in this new place too. But what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm I guess I'm kind I mean, I'm it's an interesting storyline. I kind of feel like it is gotten developed just in this season you know what i mean like i kind of wish it had a little bit of a longer history through the show that he had the vision of it so that part uh from uh outside story point of view i'm a little bit like that it's kind of come out of nowhere this season this idea but um beyond that um yeah i um i understand what he's trying to do it's kind of like uh normalizing gilead which of course is in its own way is terrifying right like (laughs) um he he is such a he's such an interesting character and we get new it like additional insights into him in this episode um and i just i'm not sure how it's gonna work i'll be honest so i've got part of that i think is what some of my feelings about how this how the season might end what's going to happen with his idea of of uh new bethlehem let me ask you this when he and nick are talking about new bethlehem and uh, i think it's maybe the second conversation nick there's a certain amount of trepidation i felt like from nick right like hmm. i don't know something in his look and maybe just like his um the way he's talking with them about, oh, yes, yeah, a great, you know, about uh, him proposing that he would be the commander uh, of, of of it. And I'm not exactly feeling a lot of, like, super enthusiasm when the conversation is just the two of them, but what what's your thought on that part of it?
1: Well, you know, I think it could be a few different things. First of all, we know that Nick has had at least one conversation with Tuello about helping Tuello out with kind of the promise of being able to get to, you know, getting to see his his daughter more frequently or more often. And if I think if Nick were in this place, like, we don't know if Nick took him up on the offer or not. Um, it, it seemed like no. We don't know if anything has happened since. It seems like he's in a bit of a risky position because Commander Mackenzie saw him talking to Tuello and maybe it was getting like a little too hot. He said he can't really do anything now. But I think if Nick were in New Bethlehem, he would be more separated from the horrors that were going on on in Gilead and, and maybe from the connection to the other commanders and having the inside scoop. So it could be like he one reason he might. Not be thrilled with it is it takes away great inform a great information source that he could be to the Americans yeah. in Canada.
2: Yeah, it's not as strategic, right? Like right. he he seems to be like in a pretty pretty strategic position, and it, at least in earlier episodes, they kind of I kind of feel like they implied a little bit that like he was a little bit more involved in some of the more like the some of the military aspects a little bit more, right? Like yeah, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think he's 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 definitely been gaining momentum as a commander and and I think becoming more ingrained. I actually think he was involved in the military efforts very early on when they overthrew the United States. I still think it's going to come out that he was involved in the violence that happened uh, at Congress and in the Capitol that day. We know we did see like a very brief scene of Luke kind of watching that happen on TV. Um, I think one of the other reasons he might not be so thrilled about it is, you know, okay, me, my wife, Rose, and our new baby living on an Island with this other woman that I have, I love and (laughs) have had a child with and that child, like, you know that's kind yeah. of a sticky situation um yeah. to be in and um you know how do you adhere to maybe the rules of marriage in gilead even if it's not gilead in new bethlehem it's not like they're gonna welcome like oh yeah you can be a polygamist and you know go between two houses and although you know it's a question mark if luke would go or not and yeah uh yeah i think that's that's kind of crunchy
2: as well and i think nick like earlier in the season i think they did a decent job of kind of like saying they had that kind of scene on the telephone together right uh mm-hmm. june and him where it was kind of like you know that they were kind of we're going to go our, our our separate ways kind mm-hmm. of thing like the that there wasn't going to be a, any other their real relationship let's say with each other and like he's married and that's when we're kind of moving on right
1: yeah yeah and you know maybe a third reason is even if june and nicole end up you know deciding to go to this new bethlehem they're still technically back in gilead and i don't think he really wants either of them to be back there um which might be another reason he's just not even fond of the new bethlehem idea altogether you know he He was in a position once before when he was much younger and more naive where he helped form this new government. And now here's like another government kind of coming out of this corrupt government he helped formed. And, you know, maybe he just wants to kind of stick with what he knows because it can only get more complex and potentially more disastrous as they try to do too much new stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was suspect of Lawrence's uh, sales pitch on it overall. Like, I just don't, I mean, have a hard time imagining it working. And I think um, uh, Tuello's uh, skepticism is totally founded. Like, mm-hmm. the way, I mean, he can get off t- tomorrow by crossing the wrong person and enough of the enough of them ganging up and saying yeah we need to get rid of this guy and then uh june and nicole are back in the same spot they were before
1: yep exactly exactly and um you know i think lawrence we we see them have a conversation just about listen if you really want us to trust you about this you need to get hannah for us out of that, out of that wife school. And it becomes really clear that Joseph has probably had regrets about Gilead from the beginning. We did hear Serena tell June when she went to visit her at the detainment center that New Bethlehem had been an idea of Joseph's for almost from the beginning of Gilead like I think he must have had kind of instant uh, guilt and remorse and maybe now is in a he thinks he's in a better position to move this forward yeah. because he was just you know June's like you're a sick fuck and 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 he's like you think I don't know you don't think I I don't feel awful about this and you know, awful to the point where he has some really great lines
0: that's like, You think I don't know the misery that I've caused? You think you think I'm unaware? I was trying to save humanity. You know, I did. I fucking did it. Then it got away. It got away from me. It went septic. So you like, wouldn't take it back. I would take it all back. I'd let the whole fucking human race just die out, just so I wouldn't have have Gilead on my conscience. So do something. I am. I am. That is what New Bethlehem is, June. It's just, it's a better place
1: which is sad because he's trying to make the world a better place and like save humankind. And then at the same time, he somehow ends up, the way he got it done was partnering up with these wackadoos that, you know, made things worse for at least 50% of the population, if not more. I'm just counting women. And then you count everyone else who's kind of, you know, other religions or LGBTQ, you know, so he, he probably really screwed things up for, Really, 75 to 80 percent of the population, uh, yeah.
2: in the end, yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, there were some conversations. There was some, obviously the show always has great conversations that happened between uh June and Lawrence, and also you know, we got great moments too between uh, uh him and uh. Who am I thinking of right now? Serena. <laughs> Serena. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, like there's, there was great bits of revelation and then, uh, little moments of, uh, candor and, uh, even a little bit of humor, a dark humor, uh, in those. So yeah, they were, it was a, it was a strong, strong episode for him again.
1: Oh yeah. He, he had like five really great one liners. I think actually the most disturbing, thing about him in this episode is that he was saying this has to work or I'm I might as well just kill myself like Eleanor did and I that was probably some of the most extreme emotion we've seen from him this whole series that he he really has been you know June kind of called him out on it early on when she was living there like oh you know you 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 think by doing this it makes up for everything you've done and he never really flinched but i think you know after losing eleanor having to go through the ceremony with june um having you know two of the some of the marthas in his household killed off i think it's just really wearing him down how horrible <laughs> this place is and that now people even like aunt lydia are are beginning to realize how horrible it is and and wanting to make some good changes i think it's just he's getting pushed to a breaking point and and i'm, I'm actually kind of worried about his character more for the first time since you know maybe the end of season three yeah. just because it seems more like he's it, it, he's so down on himself in a way um yeah, yeah.
2: i think it, it, i got a question for you so like he talked a couple times about like how gilead fixed the the baby making problem right uh-huh. and like i just like i, I kind of need further <laughs> explanation how like you know the forced pregnancy of all these women and the rape and everything like fixed the problem to me it kind of seems like couldn't we have done some uh test to see who was fertile and who wasn't and then uh, you know uh, we could volunteer who can carry children uh, and if it's all about environment and the environment and something that seems like something totally different than restricting uh, women's ability to read and write you know what I mean like I don't yeah. understand there's like a total uh, it's like science is like is uh, thrown out the window but yeah if that was the answer and yeah. yeah
1: it's um i i agree because the fact that they're having babies it's all mostly through ceremonial rape you have the miracle that is serena waterford um at this point um which you know fred was probably the one that had more fertility issues than than she did originally and yeah it's always kind of and this must be where like the religious kind of extremism comes in where they don't feel like a fetus formed by in vitro fertilization or you know kind of other methods is um or artificial insemination is an act of god and so maybe that's why they're not doing that and yeah and testing them um because gosh, that would be a lot. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Being forced to carry a a child, even through artificial insemination, yeah, is probably not a piece of cake. But it's a lot better than being forced to carry one that, you know, was conceived through ceremonial rape.
2: Yeah, that's why sometimes I wish. Uh, while we've, I mean, since we spent a lot of time in Canada, that's been all been good because. I, want, I like there to be like world building, right? That's always mm-hmm. one of the things I really like in shows, especially like this. And but I do kind of wish we would just like see a little bit even bigger picture and like a little some news accounts of like what's happening in other countries because um, there's obviously a problem still, and um, I kind of want to know what's going on and how what's happening in Gilead's affecting everything else, and it's obviously affecting it because. Uh, a big, a nice, like 20% of the show had to do with the fact that uh, the Canadians are wanting the Americans out of there, right? So it's kind of like that some of the tide is turning against, uh, well, the Americans and, mm-hmm. uh, and that there's this, from we've seen earlier this season, you know, this kind of support that's kind of growing for what Gilead's done, which is terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. Um and especially, we can look at this and kind of, just like with any drama, uh, we uh, lay it over our own world and kind of go, okay. So obviously, we're seeing like signs of uh, how freedoms can be taken away so easily, right? Mm-hmm. And we need yes. to fight for them and don't let um, don't let don't let it just go and think, oh, well, it's just this little thing, right? Because it'll get mm-hmm. worse. And that's why, when the beginning episode, when uh, I think June said how you know, like the protests and that, they're only just going to get worse. It's not going to get better. And so I thought that was real telling. I don't know if you came away with that kind of thought as well.
1: Yeah, I would be more interested in what's happening elsewhere um, in the world, and and I imagine. You know, it was kind of interesting to see Canadians who, in my experience, are always the nicest people on the planet. Like, if I travel abroad and I don't meet a Canadian, I feel like uh, I didn't really travel because they're kind of everywhere and so gracious and helpful. And I was like, how do these Canadians feel about being portrayed as, like, the ugliest of Americans? Because that's what this looks like to me. Um I agree. And, um you know it's just kind of but you know maybe that's what happens people just i mean you know it's i don't want to get too much into <laughs> our own politics um what people that just seem to be brainwashed by stuff that really isn't even impacting them and um and just say like, no, you should go back to a place that's gonna like ceremonially rape you or maybe just hang you, you know, versus being uh, granted asylum, which all these people have. Um, but maybe Toronto is just, you know, tired of of so many people. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a little, <laughs> that was pretty disturbing. I was like, oh boy. Uh, This looks so familiar. I did not expect to see it in in this place, but you know, I think the way that world kind of blurs with the lines of the reality that we live in now is is always kind of what makes it both so interesting and so terrifying. So, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about Serena? Well, let's talk about yeah, let's talk about June and Serena and then just kind of Serena's situation. I thought it was really interesting that they did a whole, it's very rare they they tell us about time in the show, but they were very specific that Serena's been held by immigration for a month. So it's been a whole month since she's had the baby from episode to episode. Um, which does seem like a really long time for June to ignore her after looking so shocked after they yeah. took her baby from her and yeah. and everything else and she's been calling both like Rita and June, it seems nonstop. So, um, you know, I was like, oh, that's, um, that's a little crazy yeah uh i just i thought their interaction was really funny in terms of you know serena being like we're besties um
2: yeah the i thought the look on june's face and some of the that some of the prison uh kind of scenes when serena was talking to her was pretty priceless she again she just had every expression and but it was all kind of subtly done in a way, but it was it was a pretty incredible um, I mean, I can think of like the one where like uh, 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 she was saying that you know she turned the other cheek, you know, and mm-hmm. um, uh, it it turned out in the end that I was a better Christian than you. I turned
1: the other cheek. Turns out, after all
0: this, I—I I guess I'm a better Christian than you.
2: Um, I mean, that was an amazing line. You know what I mean? Like, it's—it was—it was some great moments there where um, I feel like June was really patient with Serena, and uh, I think she was is um, giving and. And that, as she possibly could be, like uh, with her. Uh, but um, it obviously was the whole the whole point of Serena in this episode was like Serena being forced to uh, come face to face with all the things that she had done wrong, right? And mm-hmm. that she was gonna be put in that position. And they did a great job of of mirroring it and. June kind of giving her advice in a way um, that was was good advice but also like kind of tragic advice all at the same time.
1: Yeah, and you know it was so interesting because I do feel like when June was her handmaid there were a couple of times when Serena I think really did think they could be friends like especially after um, especially after she had been in the hospital when she fell out of the window that one time and had that hemorrhage and then also after they worked together to um you know kind of run do fred's job from behind the scenes together and that she was you know really hurt when june wanted more from her like to see her daughter and things like that and now here serena is and she is realizing you know Serena detests Mrs. Wheeler and kind of got you know Mrs. Wheeler seems like she's a horrible parent by oh, letting yeah. like a less than one month old cry it out when it's like dude when a baby's newly born and it cries like you need to be feeding changing whatever like it's non-stop attention for yeah. quite some time and it's it's pretty horrifying and I think Serena's beginning to realize the horror of the situation June was in the whole time and how restrained she yeah, had that- really was and how angry inside she was like you know she was like oh june's lashing out again like a child having a tantrum when she was kind of stalking her at that facility (laughs) earlier this season and it's like you know well now you're kind of knowing what the pent-up years of dealing with you did to her um it's just very you know it is what Lawrence said to her, do you have an irony deficiency? (laughs) Yeah, I
2: I think that was my favorite line in the the show. Uh, Because it was so true. And like, you're just waiting here. And then he said that line. I'm like, oh, yeah. Uh, um, I thought, um, yeah, it's not a good sign when um, uh, the person taking care of your uh, child calls them a creature.
1: Oh, a stubborn little <laughs> yeah. creature!
2: Stubborn little like, creature! Yeah.
1: Wow, that has like basically no co- cognitive ability at this point, other than it just knows when it needs to be fed and when it, you know, when it needs something. It just needs it needs right now. It has no like other controls. It's just crazy. Um, it's yeah, it's really crazy. And you know that advice that June gives Serena about you're going to go in there you're going to be the best handmaid you can possibly be and the whole time you're going to plan how to take them down and Serena's like is that what you did with us and she's like look at you guys now she's like yeah what happened to
2: Fred yeah hell's yeah lady yeah look at you now yep yeah that was it was it was kind of cold-hearted but it was incredibly true right so it was right. like those moments where you're like oh my god she just said that and it's like yeah well it's kind of true um yeah uh, yeah, yeah
1: it was and, awesome and so then you know she goes back into that house it was very reminiscent of the time june asked to be let back in to breastfeed her own child it was you know the mirror image between she and serena and handmade role this season has been um very compelling and and satisfying how how step by step it's like you know what are what are all the things that we want her to go through that that june went through um i thought
2: the scene when uh she went she when she went back to the wheelers like did you see that like just the way they frame that shot of yes. Mr. and Mrs. Wheeler—they're both in dark, and they've got that gigantic painting of the waves crashing behind mm-hmm. them, I, and the I, fireplace. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like just uh, there's something about it. Like all the just like image-wise and imagery, it was really like told the whole thing about yep. the storm. Like these people like this violent storm, uh and this just brooding storm behind them. It was. I love that image. And yeah, like, you just have to sit there and kind of take it.
1: And and even Serena with, you notice there's a certain way that wives will hold their hands. That became like really clear when it's it's almost like, it's putting one hand on the wrist of the other when they walk into a room. And with handmaids, they have to be clasped in each other in front of them as the position. And we see Serena go from that you know, hand on the wrist one that we saw both she and Mrs. Wheeler walk into that room of women when Serena was still pregnant and they fawned all over her that very set. And now we see her in the handmade hand pose and she's squeezing her hands together tighter as, you know, she's being pressed just to like keep it together um, in a way that we saw June kind of do similar things so many times it's just very oh and the commander you may speak i mean he's not even a commander but wheeler you may speak and i was just like jesus this is really that's even worse than uh i think june had it just you know because i think these guys are so excited to be gilead that they are almost almost more extreme than some of the gilead people at this point yeah um really messed up um and i still think uh serena might be thinking her gynecologist is looking like a better and better marriage option option every day Um, um there is a pretty there are some pretty intense scenes between june and luke in this show and you know i i've struggled with luke as a character for a long time, more so when June got back to Gilead last year. For, for, I mean, got back to Canada from Gilead last year. At, you know, at first, I last season, I, I had a lot of issues with him. This season, I'm like, oh, he's he's kind of trying to get it now. Like, he was working a lot harder to understand. But I think everything with Serena and him, you know, kind of turning her in um you know and him really not understanding why june is still so obsessed about going back to get hannah um i don't know i just i really have trouble with him as a support structure and you know he's like i want to protect you and she's like i don't need your protection but our daughter does Because I still don't think even after hearing about her rapes and the times that she was imprisoned and captured (laughs) and everything else, it's still like he just can't even imagine how completely horrible it really was, even when she tells him. Um, And so I'm just kind of like, I I was hopeful they might find their way back to each other. Now I'm... I'm just thinking that the end is in sight for them as a couple at some point. What do you, what do you think well, about them? Because you've got a, you've got a kid, and
2: Yep. Yeah. well, so. um, I'm definitely more sympathetic to Luke than you. Um, <laughs> um, uh, and I'm, you know, I've never been a big Nick uh, fan, so uh, I was always a Luke, a Luke guy. Um, but um i I understand the part like sometimes uh, he just needs to shut up and uh, <laughs> do do more listening. Um, but, um, I also sometimes feel like he like there's nothing he can say that's gonna be right because, like, um, yeah. That's he fair. wants to, he wants to, he, you know, obviously he, I mean, he's taking on raising another guy's kid without any, he doesn't seem to have any qualms about it. And he's totally, totally there for, uh, for in that sense. And I think that's awesome. And you want to try to keep the one kid you have safe. So do you risk going to uh, new Bethlehem and have the chance of, of losing, uh, the, the one kid you have there. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I hear what you're saying. He, uh, he definitely, yeah, he, he, um, needs to do more listening. Like I said, I think, and, um, I totally understand June's point of view. And I think like the last episode or two, it's kind of, like, made it clear, like, okay, well, something's got to happen with trying to get Hannah out, and um, whether, and I'm kind of glad that we're seeing some kind of a military-type thing happen, just because I keep on wanting somebody to, like, just go in there with some guys and fly a helicopter in and try to get some people out. Like, I feel like I never see that kind of moment, you know what I mean? So... I like the fact that there's going to be some kind of action to not like action like I need mean, an action movie kind of action but like some kind of uh attempt to uh get Hannah out and uh I agree uh with June that uh she that they need to they need to step in and, and be more proactive and uh I feel I don't, I don't it's hard for me to like put myself in Luke's spot of being in Canada you don't know where your wife is uh, in this other country, where your daughter is, um, and I'm not sure what else he was supposed to do other than like work for the the resistance, (laughs) and other than him go back into Gilead and somehow try to get him out, which I think is pretty difficult for just a kind of a regular guy to do that, so. I
1: don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing he really could have done while he was there is somehow connect with Mayday. Um, And I do, you know, there's part of me that thinks (laughs) that Mayday might have found him or that, that somehow he should have ran into that effort. During his time there, particularly since there were so many different American refugees, Moira knew about the the group at the border who knows how long she had really known about them. you know, they did get those letters out at that one point that that Nick gave to Luke in the bar, which was like a huge. That was a Mayday effort, whether they knew it or not. And I would almost think that after that, someone would be like, "Hey, we need to try and get to a couple of the people that that did this because <clears throat> they might be able to help us." So, so, I do think in the storytelling that the opportunity for Luke and Moira to get more involved, and even Moira knew about. Yeah. because she got those letters to June in the first place. It does seem a little strange that they just get to Canada and decide to go through all the proper channels when they know there's kind of a more secretive thing yeah. going on, particularly when I think originally when Moira got on the T train in Boston that time without June when they were trying to escape from the Red Center, that she went to somewhere that was, you know, part of, like, an underground. Yeah, railroad. safe houses. Yeah. yeah. So it, there does seem to be kind of a weird gap in the storytelling with, you know, all they get yeah. to Canada and everything's all along the straight and narrow, and they kind of forget about these other systems that might be in place outside Gilead that are yep, trying to help true. people,
2: so. Yeah, you're right, you're right.
1: That, that was just kind of the other thing.
2: Um, so what did you think when, when when she said to Luke about um how like about him, what are you gonna do fucking nothing? You know, like, <laughs> I mean like I, I was I, like, Oh,
1: I... that's that's hard because he had done a whole lot of research and and when he first showed it to her last season, she's like, You did all this? And it's like, Yeah, lady, but you know, I think um you know, I just think she is operating at a very different scale of what yeah. action looks like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, that was pretty harsh. Yeah. yeah. It was a heated um, moment.
2: I mean, we've, yeah. we've all had our heated moments, so I understood, right. I understood but it was like, Oh, I'm like, oh, Luke. oh yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty harsh for sure. So, kind of the bright spot with these two is, you know, Tuello comes over and um, just as Gilead's gonna Gilead, Tuello's gonna Tuello. And he's, he hasn't even looked at really that thumb drive in, in an effort to get Hannah. He's looked at it for other information that might help them and, you know, they're, they're planning attacks and things like that. And she's like, dude, what about my kid? and And he's just like, well, yeah, we'll get to that, but oh, that's classified, blah blah blah. And she's like, seriously, dude, (laughs) like, are you are you kidding me? And then somehow someone delivers June this mystery package of a um, DVD with footage of Hannah in it at her school, at the location of her school, and. You know, she she ends up giving it to Tuello and while, you know, they initially supposedly find out through the metadata in that digital file, kind of where she's at, um, how long ago it was taken, all that kind of good stuff. But here's my question that I've been thinking a lot about. Who do we think took and or sent that recording of Hannah to June?
2: All right, so I um, at first I was like um, Lydia. Lydia said she's gonna turn her her, mm-hmm. her her story around, but then I was like, wait a second. There's one person I hadn't thought of that we haven't seen this season. Emily. Emily went back, and so Emily is doing her gorilla move, and is. Uh, doing the video, uh, finding where uh, Hannah is, and she's gotten it through, back to her through Mayday. So that's, that's my theory is that it's Emily. I have you no know, idea if I'm right she, or wrong, but that's well, what I think it is.
1: She's at the top of my list. Um, she was the first person I wrote down, and Lydia was the second. Um, you know, I I feel like Nick and, Nick, to a lesser extent, maybe, Um, but yeah, I thought Emily at first, but then I also think this could be, this could be super rogue. It could be a Janine move somehow, like maybe, you know, we haven't really seen Janine, um, in a few episodes and aunt Lydia asked for Janine's help to turn things around. And so, you know, those two could be in something together. to do this. And then I also thought, because we have no idea of her current situation and I, and they've focused more on her character this season than I think ever before. I thought maybe this is like Mrs. Putnam going rogue. Um, because she's now in a very precarious position without a husband and she could lose her child. And, you know, she has all, she's kind of just been seeming a little more I don't know. Like, I I feel like she's starting to see the writing on the wall too. And who knows, for all we know, Lydia Putnam and Janine could be in something together. They might have brought her in. Um, I don't know. I think that's a stretch, but I just think it could be that, you know, they're, they're like you can count them on your, on your hand, yeah. how many people could potentially have taken this. But I, I do yeah. strongly go with Emily and I like it because it's a way to keep her character involved in yeah. the story without her having to be on camera. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: yeah it'll be, um, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see um, whether they'll reveal where it came from this season or not, or if they'll just let it go and it won't really be a question, but I think it's, it's a good question.
1: Yeah, there was, um, I did see someone post that they thought, and this has always been a question mark for me about this character, and I like to think that she is still alive out there and fighting the resistance and is heavily involved with May Day activity, is June's mom, Holly. And oh, oh, you know, because didn't it seem like when Hannah was looking out the window and kind of stopped almost like she recognized the person filming yes. her?
2: Yeah. So and I don't know what who she, that would be. Yeah. Well,
1: I, it could be, that kind of reminds me of my grandma. And that just kind of just saying the Holly, because I was like, who would she recognize really? Like maybe aunt Lydia, but she might see someone that looked like her grandmother and be like, Hmm that kind of reminds me of my grandmother or someone I knew once, yeah. like if she doesn't remember. So I, I still like in my heart of the, the theory in my heart of hearts <laughs> is that Holly is somehow still alive um, and that she her presence and role will be revealed before the series is out. I, I was really hoping that that would be revealed last year because there was a rumor that The character was supposed to be in season four. She was listed as a cast member, but I know a lot of things didn't make it in to the show as originally planned because of COVID at that time. So I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. It will be. So what are some of the other kind of predictions or worries (laughs) that you have for the end of the season,
2: well, so obviously we ended the episode on the uh, news that there's going to be an active operation to uh, get Hannah out, right? So that's mm-hmm. super exciting, um, but I um, I'm worried about where it's going to go. And what I was, I'm I'm like I said, I kind of feel like we got a lot of development on Lawrence. Like on mm-hmm. some of his motivations, some of his regrets. And I'm wondering if something's going to happen with this raid where either he gets taken out, either physically gets taken out mm-hmm. in it, or he politically gets taken out because of the raid. Um, so I'm expecting some kind of, uh, I kind of think something's going to happen with Lawrence. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, the, nature of the raid and what will happen i mean that's kind of anybody's guess right now but um that's the part that i'm kind of concerned about is like what's really going to happen during it because i I don't think it's going to be good
1: you know um that actually just i i do think the raid is going to go down as a foobar operation a fucked up beyond all recognition operation and that things are going to go really badly wrong i do think that Lawrence could be set up to take the blame for that and now i'm even wondering with that tape of hannah we know that lydia made a plea to lawrence i mean in the end lawrence was standing there to dole out the (laughs) you know to um give commander murder puppy the orders to shoot putnam in the head commander murder puppy being uh nick which um jen said that on a couple earlier when i had her on i'm just like yep i'm gonna call him that from now on but you know she might have got the satisfaction of seeing putnam put down but and know that lawrence had something to do with that but i think lawrence not this is where you might see people really get their hands dirty with each other lawrence was not in favor of this idea she came up with where the couples come to the red center or some other place yeah. to perform the ceremony to, you know, further protect the girls from any more trauma um, than they might experience in that household. And I'm like, you know, what if Lydia did have that video taken and get it to June kind of with a, you know, a, you know, kind of killing a couple birds with one stones, you know, letting yeah. June know her, her, you know, information on where her daughter was but also to set up lawrence in a way like is there a way to you know kind of set him up for him being the one that got that across to her um especially since it was timed i think he was still in toronto when that package was delivered to her so um you know, maybe Lydia's kind of looking to take Lawrence down if he's not someone that's going to help her in her endeavors to make Gilead better, which would sadly be a shame because those two could be powerful if they both got on the same page and had an honest conversation and, and really teamed up together. But, you know, this isn't a, <laughs> they're playing the long game. So
2: who knows? I'm still hoping, and I saw that you put in the notes, that um, it really would be great to have a Lawrence backstory uh, episode, some kind of flashback.
1: Yes, it it would be. I would love to see that. And, you know, if they were going to take him out, I would hope we would get that episode maybe right before they did. Yeah. Um, I could see that being something that kind of works, you kind of get the the story of Lawrence, because we've, we've gotten good origins of Gilead from the Serena and, and Fred standpoint. We've yet to get it from the Lydia perspective, but I know we will, if not in this series and the Testaments. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really interested in, in a Lawrence um, backstory. And seen how he swayed some of these commanders or even got exposed to some of these really religious extremist um people uh to begin with because it's pretty clear he was never you know what i'd call a godly man um and i don't think his wife was either you know they weren't church people so um yeah yeah we'll see i've only read that the last two episodes of this show are going, I think someone did an interview with Ann Dowd who plays Aunt Lydia and she was was kind of like, hold on to your seats, (laughs) that's (laughs) what she said. And I guess they filmed something in it. And this was also very cryptic that was so disturbing that um, the actor that played Nick walked off set for the rest of the day, something happened on set and i guess it was too much for him and he he left for the rest of the day which i find really interesting so i'm um uh i'm very nervous to see how this ends very nervous to see how this ends but yeah uh anything
2: else I'm um, just trying to think and look through anything I have, but um, not uh, not that I can really think of. I mean, it's it it's going to be an interesting like it, it's it's going to be interesting to see when we get done with the whole season how the arc of the season went and kind of um, where it's leaving all the characters to kind of wrap up uh, the storylines. You know what I mean? To kind of get us to get us for that final season
1: yeah i do think you know it's it's always hard with this show because i almost think at the beginning of last season i'm like they could probably end this this season or you know at the end of season four depending and and i kind of felt that way you know this season as well because I think maybe I'm just anxious to get to the the Testaments. But yeah, I think it, it will be interesting to see how they continue to kind of like ladder up to the Testaments. And and they have started to, which I really yeah. appreciate. But I think we're going to see a, just a ton of movement towards that. Um, the next couple episodes probably and the next season for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. Okay.
1: Well, Thanks for joining me again, John. It's always a pleasure. And um, yeah. I had
2: a great time. I appreciate you having me on again and uh, talking about it. And, uh, we'll uh, see how the uh, season winds up. And uh, it'll, it'll be great to see what everybody's reaction is to it in the end.
1: Definitely. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us on this episode of Resisting Gilead. If you really wanna make sure that the bastards don't get you down, please vote in this upcoming election on Tuesday, November 8th. It's a very important one for people living in the United States. No matter where you're based, if you've got a midterm election going on, even your local elections, very, very important time to be voting. So please also get out the vote and we'll be back next week. Thank you.